Welcome into Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me as always is Andy. And Andy, ooh, we got some good stuff today. Not a ton. Well, we still have a lot, but not as much as we usually do, which is an insane amount. <laughs> not for what we're watching. We yeah. Got a mountain of news, though. Mountain yeah. News. Yeah, but we got, I mean, we got some good stuff, though. We got the Mandalorian finale, yep. um, uh, updated episodes of Succession. Oh, man, I forgot to, I forgot to watch Perry Mason. Uh, you forgot to watch what? Perry Mason. I haven't watched the new oh, one. I will so watch good. that today. I know. It's good. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we got some new shows that we've been watching. Uh, Barry. Oh, we got the first two episodes of Barry. But let's get right off the bat Mandalorian finale. So, this is season three. And we've kind of seen from the last episode entitled The Spies, um, they set it up. A, Goff, Moff Gideon set up a trap for all the Mandalorians, bring them all into onto Mandalore. Uh, he knew they were coming to try and reestablish it. And they had apparently been mining it for a while mm-hmm. to, to for the for the best part. Yeah. And then making stormtrooper Mando armor. And I gotta tell it looked cool. I like that fact. And then you see got Moff Gideon and his full um Mando Here. armor mm-hmm. and there's gonna be a lot of people dressing like that. For the next like cons <laughs> and toys getting sold, man. Tuesdays and yeah, all kinds of Halloween, all kinds of stuff. And I can tell you, I, I mean, we can just spoil it from the get go. It's the it's the finale. If you haven't seen it, pause, watch it. But uh, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll. I know he. I know he very did. But the whole point of the clones and cloning and all that stuff, like that suit, is made for a Darth. Like he's gonna be back with with the force. Yeah. One of his clo- one of his clones. Uh, there'll be a clone of Moff Gideon back that has the force. And cuz they set that up. I mean, well, specifically. So here's he's the like thing. that's what all these clones are. They they have the force in them and I've been focusing on how to how to give the force to specifically to uh, or how to individually make clones force sensitive. So here's uh, the thing. Um, yeah. we know Thrawn is coming. And a big Correct. part of the Heir to the Empire series is the fact that Thrawn was trying to, um, he was working on clone, clonage. Like, there was a lot of cloning going on in that, in that, that trilogy as well. I don't want to tell you too much, because yeah. you really need to go read that, um, that and Darth Bane. Um, but you could be right. It also could be for, this is the end of Moff Gideon, and now we are dealing with, with Thrawn. Because we don't know if we're going to get another season of Mando. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'd be, I'd be shocked if we don't just because it's the flagship yeah. of of Disney, really of Disney Plus. I mean, it's more of a flagship than any Marvel series because this one continues. And if anyone you know, likes, we've had beating three the seasons. hell out of their IP. It's Disney. <laughs> it is Disney, and and to be fair, Mando's the only good one so far. Uh, well, Andor is good, but it's got a it's got a finale. It's a that's a bottle series, if you will, like a Marvel series. But but this is like Boba Fett. If it continues, like I'm not even that interested. No, I'll probably I'll, watch it just yeah. to be fair because they do the BS that they do, where there'll be a whole Mando two episodes out of the six <laughs> of Boba Fett. So I'll have to watch it. But uh, but I'm, I probably don't care. I'm not excited. If the trailer comes out, I'm be like, yay. You know, uh, but I won't even get that but much Mando, into it. Mando is the is the flagship. So yeah. I, they they announced, and it'll be in the news. But they announced a movie uh, coming by Dave Filoni that will be the you know the battle for Mandalore, basically. 
and it's going to be kind of a culmination of all the series of Mando, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, all the other things that are happening where that'll be kind of an Avengers level events event movie, um, which is exciting. And I'm really pumped for that. I think it'll be awesome. Um, especially with more budget, you know what I mean? For them to make this, this movie. Uh, but it's going to be minimum two years. We, we discussed, I mean, they just announced it. So they got to film it. They got to do post-production market it, yada, yada. Um, but they're kind of suck to not get Mando for two and a half years. Uh, well, so they've already, <laughs> but it made it happen. So, um, John Favreau already said, yeah, we're definitely doing a season four. I've already written it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great so day. it's definitely it's happening. Yeah. I think, and this was, this is from a story from Esquire magazine, um, that came out today. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to, uh, I, I got a chance to glance over it. But it's, I know it's definitely happening. I don't know when it's going to be out. So it probably won't be two years. It'll probably be maybe around next year at this time. Because it seems like they, they're trying to get everything, all their ducks in a row for the movie. And, well, it makes sense to mm-hmm. have, in about a year, have a season four of Mando with a great cliffhanger to set up the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of, I mean, you know, if I, if I were doing it, that would kind of make sense. Because <laughs> that's going to help bridge excitement for the movie itself right it's like oh my god we have to see how this ends it was a major cliffhanger and, and only the movie will tell you the end you gotta go yeah. right i mean that's yeah you, you would think that's what they'll do well well, we'll they're see. they're alluding to a in the story it's supposed to be like a thanos level villain that they all mm-hmm. come together to fight I, I mean i'd be shocked if it's not thrawn thrawn is yeah, a, a huge character in the books and in the Star Wars canon. They also have to, because this is in this universe and it's got to bridge at some point the fact that um, the Emperor, as stupid as this finale was, the Emperor cloned a bunch of versions of himself and they're all on this island having some weird toga party. Uh, And I think that's some of what the cloning is, is because you and I know some of this stuff about the cloning and they they had the cloning in the original, well, not the original trilogy, but the first, I think, chapter two of the Skywalker saga. And so they have to mm-hmm. circle back to that because it might have been a while or people might have forgot. And so they're bringing it back because I think they have to tie in that fact. Well, the finale of all of it, of, of uh, everything, was the, the massive cloning people. Uh, I mean, they've had cloning in Star Wars from the inception. You know the clone, the Clone Wars. The mm-hmm. stormtroopers are clones. That <laughs> I mean, cloning's been throughout Star Wars, so it's not like it's a brand new thing. Uh, but cloning to to uh, to breed or whatever you want to say to to create the Jedi or the the use of the Force and somebody that doesn't have it is really interesting. And the fact that they're cloning these emperors that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, much like Rogue One. Uh, there could be this movie could be the rogue one that sets, you know, is like, you know, somewhere somebody got us the plans to the Death Star. You know, th- this could be like how people find out somewhat about, well, in the movie, they never did find out about Palpatine. So, <laughs> so no, maybe that I, I think this is just going to be about Mandalore. I hope because so. Really yeah. the, I, I, I do think you're right that Thrawn could be in it. And I don't know. Well, no, he is. Been said, Thrawn is going to be in it. They've said it. They've even showed little in the things. Movie? Uh, well, that he's, he's going to be in this, in these three, in these three worlds of, cause Andor is kind of separate, but in the worlds of like right. Mandalorian, Boba Fett <laughs> and Ashoka, it's going to be, he's going to be in it. Okay. Cause 
I know that you know Thrawn in uh, in this TV series Rebels that's all about Ahsoka and the Rebels group from the from the animated series. Throughout that whole series, they fight Thrawn. He's in the whole thing. Uh, he's the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I was saying, like, does do we know he'll be in the movie versus being the main villain in the Ahsoka series, like Moff Gideon is for Mandalorian? I mean, um, they, they've they've teased him. That. They've teased Thrawn, and I th- and I think it was the Ashoka yeah. uh, trailer. They teased him. It is. That's what I'm saying. And like, that makes, makes sense, sense that he would be the big bad. Yeah, for for the Ahsoka series, for sure, at a minimum, if not, but the movie. But yeah, you you may be right. I guess where I'm trying to go with this is, the movie to me, the one thread amongst Boba Fett, amongst the Rebels, amongst Ahsoka, and amongst Mandalorian, is Mandalore. Uh, so I think somehow, and also in the future, you know, the uh, this takes place between Return of the Jedi and and whatever the, the new Force Abomination J.J. Yeah. Abrams did. Yeah, Force Awakens it takes place between the two, but somehow we have to find out why there's no Mandalorians helping at all true. <laughs> during during uh, the Force Awakens. That's true. So to me, it could be that the Mandalorians lose. <laughs> um, or they do something or, or everybody else does something to the effect of Mandalorian saying peace out we're not helping you out with anything like we want our planet screw you guys we're going to hell yeah although that seems <laughs> you know what I mean? unlike what they're kind of their characters are kind of going towards well well, I don't know because I do see that the New Republic I mean they've openly voiced like we're not helping you out so if if the if the New Republic fails to show up yeah. and help bail out Mandalorians fighting Fair. Moff Gideon and these Empire crew that's forming that's clearly forming what's going to be the the First Order later, mm-hmm. then the Mandalorians could be like, "Peace, y'all, y'all, y'all abandoned us," uh, and and like that guy even you know the hires Mandal- uh, Mando at the end of uh, the finale, he's even like, yeah, I, "I can't legally pay you. Yeah, like, we're not." We're not gonna like this. Isn't cool. Like we can't use you. Yeah. Like I'll use you under the table, but I'm not gonna let anyone know that we're actively using you. So it could be that. Could be a Bay of Pig situation. A Star Wars uh, Iran Contra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's uh, anyway. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. But uh, but we'll see. There's gonna be there's gonna be something explaining why Mandalorians didn't help out and assist in any way in the in the final trilogy. Yeah. I would think. Well, let's talk uh, instead of would be's and could be's. Like, let's talk about this episode. Oh my God. Yeah. Were the fight scenes amazing. So great. Yeah. So, so, so great. Uh, the, the scene on the bridge, uh, opening one, uh, shield at a time. Yes. To fight all these, uh, uh troopers with Kevlar armor. Uh, all the, God, that yeah. was amazing. That was amazing. He's like, I'm going to take you all two at a time. Yeah. Not one at a time, two at a time. And then like picks uh, up a stick way. and then picks up a, a shield and just like keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he even tries to grab the gun from the one trooper as he's falling before the next shield opens but misses it and then has to fight him again with a knife and they're like, God, that's mm-hmm. so great. Then the Praetorian so guards against first uh Mando Grogu. and then Mando and Grogu and then just Grogu. I was upset that Grogu yeah. lost his uh his battle armor, though, I mean, it, it makes sense because they're trying to be a little bit more. He doesn't need the battle yeah. armor. They're, it's more of a peacetime and just going on adventures now, as we saw at the end, where they're just yeah. they've got their country cabin and they're just living their lives as father and son. But um, uh, he and had they, it for what he needed. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, and then Grogu fighting the Praetorian Guards was fantastic. Um, yeah. Man, Mando yeah, fighting really Moff Gideon in that badass Moff Gideon suit. Um, and then Bo-Katan shows up. The The Black Saber is crushed. Do you think yeah, that? Yeah, that was a... That was a big deal. Yeah. I didn't see that coming or, or, or how they'll fix that. Um, but, but going back two seconds, I just want to say on that Grogu versus the Praetorian Guards uh, and, and Mando, of course, um, I just hats off, in my opinion, to Grogu using only the smallest amounts of the Force. Agreed. So, like, to pull the, the, the weapon away from him last second or push a guy a little further away from uh, Din Djarin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because I right when that door closed... And those three guards went in there with Grogu. I was like, oh, no, this doesn't make sense if Grogu suddenly full on Jedi and whoops their butts with the force. Because we saw in uh, the second one (laughs) of the new trilogy uh, that uh, those Praetorian guards, uh, like six of them almost took out Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah. (laughs) You know, who were master Jedi. Yeah. And I'm like, if Grogu suddenly whoops butt with the force after no training. Or, you know, weeks of training with Luke. Like, that just doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, in that fight, he used it just the right amount. And I was like, oh, man, hats off. Well done. Yeah. That was just the right amount. Well, and you knew he's going to have one last big burst of force usage. And I love that it was a We Are Groot uh, moment. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was perfect. Oh, that was amazing. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Because even I winced uh, because I wasn't even thinking about him using that. And I saw her go, like, protect him with that little shield. (laughs) Oh, I knew that was, yeah. (laughs) She jumps in front of him, and I was like, ooh, that's not enough. Yeah. stupid. And uh, and then they show him doing the, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes all the sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was great. Yeah. Also, really cool film scene. Yeah. Watching the flames go over him in that perfect, like, arc and everything. Like, oh, I was like, that's. That was a really cool film scene. Yeah, that was really well done. What and yeah. the the whole season? Like clearly, they didn't watch this season uh, or watch the Andor season and go, "Oh, we gotta do better because it came out so mm-hmm. recently." But maybe they read the story or something. Like, "Ooh, we gotta really step up our game because it felt like there was a lot more like espionage intrigue. It felt closer to the Andor series this season yeah. than it did in the others, and I think it." That's to its benefit. I think you're. I I don't totally disagree with that. Like I, I think you're probably right that he's like, yeah, we can start doing that. But I also feel like he's. They've been setting it up and getting better every season. Like the first season, they had to lure in even the kids, True. like new audiences, people who don't know much about Star Wars, and kind of wean you in. And it was the, the initial second, show into the Star Wars IP on Disney. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's the entry point. You can't go full on in game, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go Iron Man 1. Uh, and so, uh, and then season two was like a little more hardcore. They're, they're giving you more mythology, they're bringing back all the characters you saw, you know, along the way in season one. And bringing them a slightly more cohesive, and then this season was like full-on epic saga, like going back after Mandalore. Like we're gonna go, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like they've allowed the audience to grow with the show. Is kind of how it feels to me. Like where season four is just gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm expecting big things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be, and it can kind of go however they want because the way they showed the 
final scene with him kicking back on a chair with his little house <laughs> and Grogu using the force to bring his frog over to him. <laughs> uh, that was perfect setup where they're like, we can do anything we want season four now because it's just about going back on adventures. Yeah. Um, and I like how they did that. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, this has been excellent. I, boy, it, I was nervous just because Boba was dumb. Um, Boba was dumb. Oh, like, <laughs> it ruined so much faith. And Filoni yeah. and Fabra. Well, and Obi Wan I mean, was dumb, it. except for the final episode. Obi Wan was very not good. I didn't hate it as much as you did. Well, you're wrong. I, I didn't. I, 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 yeah, I didn't at all. I, I thought actually a lot of it was pretty good. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But I thought a lot of it was pretty good. I thought they expanded on the mythology where they needed to. I, I thought, thought they expanded on it where that, they very much didn't need to. Uh, I, I, I disagree. And and I really love the scene with the fire between Vader and and, and Obi Wan. Like I just that I, was I liked good. A lot yeah, of it. yeah. More, and uh, yeah, I liked the fights. I loved the boulder battle. I liked all that stuff. The, um, the Obi Wan yeah. versus Darth Vader parts were the only parts that I enjoyed in that. The rest of it was very. I mean, there was a few parts that were that were. Oh, it had Vader flashes. Ship down. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Awesome. Like those parts were. I enjoyed that, but. Yeah, I liked uh, any anyway, the Inquisitors, but. Anywho, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. And I'm wondering if, I'm trying to remember, I guess Obi-Wan's already dead by Mando, right? Yeah, he's a Force ghost by then. Obi-Wan? Because it's after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, after A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I was thinking maybe he'll show up in it because, because Obi-Wan was a big part of Ahsoka. And so was uh, Darth Vader. But... I wouldn't be surprised if there's some flashback episodes. I could uh, see some Vader showing up. Series. Well, no, it's because it's after it's after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I could see some flashback episodes. Coming. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, in in the Clone Wars series, uh, Ahsoka is like a kid. Oh yeah. So, uh, so timeline wise, she's the, about the right age. The Rebels, they should be a lot older. But <laughs> but Ahsoka's uh, she's a kid in, in the in the show, uh, and she's the Padawan of Darth Vader. Um, through through throughout that whole but, process, but so, when he's Anakin, yeah, yeah, I I know about yeah, Ahsoka. Right. Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I've tried to power through a bunch of the episodes. I even looked up like which you know episodes what? do you need to see. I can't. I just mm-hmm. can't get into it. So I but I powered through a few of them. But I just don't. I don't enjoy them. Rebels was a lot better than Clone Wars, okay. in my opinion. But uh, but yeah, Disney Plus did something smart the other day, and it just happened to be right when I was sick. That guy, and. Uh, they actually like you know when you click click on Star Wars or Marvel or whatever up at the top of Disney Plus, when you clicked on Star Wars, one of the the lists of shows that they offer was just all the Ahsoka things you need to watch, <laughs> from including Clone Wars all the way through Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, to show her her character arc, and that was pretty good. It was pretty. It was like seven episodes, so it wasn't like I had to watch mountains of. Uh, of, of stuff I didn't want to see. So, yeah, yeah so I, I learned a lot from that. It was pretty good. But, um, yeah, man, no, this was a great finale, great show. It was the best season so far. It gives me a lot of hope for some things going forward. The way they handled Bo-Katan was amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Because her character, I, mean, I I think Katie Sackhoff is like, she's, like, I know she's done shows that people think are cheesy, and that are cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> she's done a lot of cheesy sci-fi, but, she brings a weight to her roles that's Agreed. just really great. Like yeah. she's she's a really good actress for the roles that she picks. You know what I mean? And I know you didn't see Longmire. Uh, she was really good in that. Yeah, really, really, really good acting in that. 
And uh, yeah, this one, I, I love, I love that scene where Din Djarin's like, you've got honor. You, you know, it's people don't follow you because of the saber. They follow you because you have honor and you have integrity and blah, blah. And he's like, that's why I will follow you. And he like pledges his oath to her. And you're like, Oh damn. Yeah. Lorian's got an oath pledge to, to Bo-Katan now from here on out. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. I thought that was kind of cool and their friendship. And uh, yeah. And then I, the only thing I expected to see that it didn't was uh, we saw its eyes open at the end uh, was the, uh, the mythosaur. Yeah, I, I, some, for some reason, I thought the Mythosaur was going to come up and help him fight towards the end, uh, yeah. because they've done that. They've done that every series. Yeah, they've, they've had a major monster show up, just like the the pit thing and, and Boba. That's said. true. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. There was one in Mandalorian. It's driving me nuts. I'm I'm blanking on his. Uh, oh damn it! Damn it! There was one they used at the end of Bo- uh, Mandalorian season one. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, yeah. Anyway, they they've always got their big monsters. So I was like, oh, the myth. They're gonna be fighting for their own planet. The Mythosaur is gonna come up and help them fight at some point. But yeah, he didn't. They just showed his face. So uh, he'll be in the movie. Yeah, I figured I he was. Yeah, I figured they were saving him for later. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in the movie for show. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, man. Well, let's well, move you want on. To talk about the next thing. Yeah. So yeah. the next is Jury Duty, which. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw a preview for it, and you're like, give it a shot. It's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. So it's it follows the workings of an American jury trial through the eyes of Ronald Gladden, a juror who is unaware the entire case is fake, everyone except him is an actor, and everything that happens is carefully planned. The first three episodes are phenomenal. They're so funny. The characters are so great. Um, the only people I recognized as actual actors are James Marsden, of course, who plays himself, and but, but plays as a... like. Uh, an over celebrity vein he's kind a, of version. He's a jerk's of version of himself. Yeah, yeah, he's a jerk. He's a caricature. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a spoiled, pampered actor. Yeah, and uh, then Kirk Fox, who uh, I just always know his sewage Joe from Parks and yeah. Rec, uh, but he's in That's a ton right. of things. He was in Reservation Dogs. He's in. He's in a ton I of stuff. I love his stand up. Yeah, he's a good stand up too. Yeah, but, they couldn't get me on the shows because of that. I'd have been like, but what about Kirk over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this was the Joe Schmo- it, it is the Joe Schmoke show. Yeah, it, uh, very I much so. I watched that in college, but it was funny because I remember talking to my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and saying, uh, they can never do this again, though. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, once people know that this kind of weird situation is like is possible, uh, but then sure enough, they waited like 15 years and then did it again. Um, yeah. I really want to find out, though, if it's scripted or really is what we think it is. Well, it's some of it uh, is think, very much is. scripted. Well, some of it is no, very... No, no, no. I mean, is he really an actor? Oh. Does he really not know what's going on? Or, you know, and they're just, you know, because, like, the reality shows and all that stuff, that they, they, they all those situations are BS. They're scripted ahead of time. Yeah. You know, made, made to make people think that it's an accident that these things are happening. Like, I'm wondering, is he really an actor? Or... I've, I don't think so. Though. I don't Is think so. so. Yeah, I, I don't be think so surprised. because if you get caught doing that kind of thing, I feel like it, I yeah, feel like Marsden's reactions are so great. Yeah, like the other actors are trying to come up and do something. Marsden and Kirk Fox have, especially Marsden, has an established um, resume. Yeah, resume and kind of hmm. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Kind of he doesn't need to do this. Yeah, he doesn't need to do this, and so to do it where it where it's like all fake. Is a terrible idea for him. That it can only hurt him. It can't help him. Yeah. yeah so I feel like it's yeah. not. I feel like it's it, it. 
that Ronald, or was it not Ronald? Yeah, Ronald really. Yeah, I think it's Ronald. Yeah, it does not know what's going on. But man, it, it, it jumped the shark. Like you kept talking about episode, I think it was like four or five. Like, have you seen episode four yet? Five. Have, I love it. it. Five? I loved episode five. It's so yeah, stupid. It. it jumped the shark loved for me. It. Where the like yeah. nervous little, um, I guess, whatever you want to call him, Bible beater or what he, I guess. The, the the dude that just got uh, his his girlfriend cheated on him. Yeah, uh, the guy the guy who's a nerd. That Any nerd got you know he's he's virginous and got cheated on him. And uh, yeah, he, he the girl they clearly set up. The girl likes him and keeps acting like she wants to sleep with the guy and to corrupt him. She film, wants to corrupt him. Yeah, they've got to corrupt him and they've got it. They've got to they've got to fill the time where they're sequestered in that uh, in, the, in this hotel over the. Uh, uh, the time period, I think it's 12 days that they filmed this whole thing. I think it was and, only like a yeah, week. She, they say 12. They say 12 oh, do they? Time. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 They said, yeah, I said 12. And, uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah. He, uh, she, <laughs> I just laughed so hard. She's like, I want to sleep with him. And he's like, but I'm a virgin. And, and James Markson goes, well, if you were just to park the car in the garage and then <laughs> someone were to be, I don't know, moving the bed, shaking the garage house a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't be on you. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be going to hell for that one. <laughs> and so they're like, "Yeah, who's going to jump on the bed?" Marsden's like, "I'll do it." <laughs> then they show it. I don't know. I laughed hysterically. I, I, I thought it was. I thought that kind of jumped the shark. I, I'm still laughing about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you loved it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, did I did. I thought it was hilarious. Be, be just because of the dude's reaction, he's just like, just, just the shock on the dude's face. I mean. You say it jumped the shark, but nothing is jumping the shark until he doesn't believe it. That's why it's so funny. Yeah. The show is push the envelope as far as you can uh, to, to the point where just, he's about to break. But, because but it's not just – go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'll just say for him to believe all this craziness is really happening is just blowing his mind. And it's going to be that much funnier when he finds out it was all BS. That's what's going to be so – just to see the relief and the oh, my God, on his face when he realizes some of the things he believed and thought were happening. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was amazing. But uh, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Like, like just the little stuff of, like, the juror falling asleep and him being named the the, the, the foreman, foreman part was like – keep her awake the whole time. Yeah. The her falling asleep yeah. I didn't have a problem with because she always kind of <laughs> no, seems sleepy throughout it. Yeah. Uh, but the but yeah, him being named the foreman, like you really showed grace and like doing. Things. He's like he didn't he didn't do anything, and they they were yeah, like yeah, they were searching for a reason to say he should be the foreman. But also like the whole part where before the jumping on the bed is the kid, his name's Noah, um, comes in where Ronald and Marsden are like trying to go over lines so to help Marsden prepare for a, a show that will never happen. But Noah's like oh, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, is it? <laughs> But, he's like, I can't tell you who it is. Uh, oh, yeah. But Noah comes in. He's like, oh, I think she likes me and all this. And then he goes out, and she he comes back in, and his shirt's a little bit more ruffled. And she's like, so this happened. What should I do? And then he goes out, comes back in, and, like, it's ruffled even more. So we started doing yeah. this. And, like, all right, it's getting a little <laughs> bit over the top. And Ronald seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah. But, man, yeah, some of the stuff. He even says at one point, i got to write a book after this because some of the stuff that happens is just so un- insane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I can't wait for him to find out this was all BS. And I love the setup with the dude's wife, with his cake uh, at the at the park. Oh yeah. Oh, God. So oh, where yeah, Marsden thought it was a pity party, and then yeah. Yeah, I don't want a fucking pity party. Yeah. Wait, now I you're mad because we didn't throw the party 
that you thought we had thrown for you that you didn't want. Yeah. But you didn't want. Yeah, it still got moments. It's just, yeah, it's starting. To, I need it to wrap up fairly soon because it's starting to. It's starting to. It get does. A they could have made it tighter. They could have made it tighter by an episode or so. But uh, yeah, they, uh, it's gonna. And I think they said the next one's called the verdict, and, and then the final one's called the reveal. So uh, we'll I, get the. We'll get the. Go ahead. I'm showing that it's. The verdict is the last one. Episode eight. Deliberations oh, is episode oh, seven. Okay. I think how many? Episodes? Oh, deliberations and verdict. That's what it was. Yeah, that's, you're right. Th- that's that's it. That's it's just it. those two episodes left, right? Because oh, we the are deliberations are going to be great. Six episodes uh-huh. in, so yeah, just seven and eight, and those come out on Friday. So yeah, same yeah. couple days. Yeah. I'll definitely wrap it up. It's been very enjoyable, but it's starting to get starting to get to the point where it's like, oh my god, brother, you got to. <laughs> I mean, who who thinks that they're going to be in a you know a secret a secret the, show where they're everyone else is in on it the, except for you? Oh, the, but. the field trip was so great too, though. The field oh, trip was God. good when they when they went uh, when they did the whole Westworld thing up in the attic. Yeah, with all those naked bodies. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, it's like how do they not get James Marsden in there? Uh, oh, and then the Todd's there too. Todd, the, so the actor who plays Todd is David <laughs> Brown. I think he's kind of stolen yeah. it for me. I like him. He has. Um, he has. Uh, Ishmael Saheed plays Lonnie. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been it's been pretty good. Um, also liked uh, wh- whoever the uh, the bailiff is. I don't show her on here, but she's been fantastic. Oh, and Ken. Yeah, she's been. Ken, tired. where he ends up losing like twenty grand to Ronald. <laughs> that was so great. That was I great. Must pay. I, I, I must pay. I cannot believe this is a yeah. 2000 multiplier. <laughs> a 200 multiplier. Oh my God. That was so funny, man. Yeah, he, he nails it. He nails it with that character. When, uh, uh, even the opening scene where he's in that uh, that room with all the jurors waiting to be called in, and, and the dude sits next to him with the camel pack <laughs> talking yeah. about the water. He's like, I I must I must go get water. Yeah, yeah. just quietly again <laughs> as he walks over. It's just so funny, dude. He's he's so awkward. I love the guy. Yeah, no, he's he's phenomenal. All right, let's uh, move yeah, on because yeah, yeah, this show it, it's good. I'm ready for it to wrap up. We got two episodes left. Um, I hope yeah. it ends on a good note. I can't wait to see his surprise. But yeah, it's gotten, oof, it's getting it's getting tougher <laughs> to believe. Now they're one of the big ones, though. All right, Succession. Oh, man. So in the last episode, which was Connor's wedding, um, Logan dies. And they're Logan all, dies. He did. Yeah, they're all dealing with it. And uh, it was funny because I, I watched it before. Lauren was out of town. I watched it before she got back because I had to. And I was like, oh, watch the show. I'm going to go play video games while you're doing that. And she kept coming in. Is he dead? And then she's coming back in. Is he coming back? Dan, I think he's dead. Is he dead? I'm like, <laughs> just finish the show. <laughs> uh, so the next step, the most recent one was called Honeymoon States. As the Waystar team discusses a pivotal recommendation to the board, Roman, Kendall, and Shiv navigate a misstep with Madsen. Um, so basically, Roman, Kendall, and Shiv are trying to figure out, look, we, we've got to name one of the kids as uh, the next CEO. And... Otherwise, before the VPs do, yeah, yeah. Other Jerry, otherwise Jerry, Frank, um, uh, and Carl all do, and they're leaning. I think who are they leaning? Were they leaning Jerry or Frank? 
No, they were fighting with each other. They yeah, they were fighting with each other, but I thought two of them were excited with each other. I couldn't remember. But yeah, they were all kind of fighting. Everyone's kind of infighting. And so Roman, Shiv, and Kendall, um, they're saying, what if it's two of them kind of... T- they said they can't have three of them because then it looks ridiculous. What if it's kind of two of them together working in tandem? One of them was going to be left aside. Yeah, and specifically couldn't be Shiv because she had no experience is what they were saying. So they said it, it makes more sense that the two of them take it forward as co, co-chairs and uh, um, Remus and Romulus are going to run Rome now. <laughs> See who can burn it down. Uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be really interesting. Uh, the one part I was kind of lost on was at first you see uh, Frank and then I always forget the other dude. Carl. Name, uh, who played Sledgehammer. <laughs> Carl, yeah. Uh, Carl comes in and uh, they've got a piece of paper. And they're like, we can't show this to anybody because it's obviously going to lead to, you know, us not being able to believe the company, right? So it's, it's pointing towards one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And and then then Jerry comes in. They're like, we we definitely, and she sees it. She's like, you're right. That would be awful if something were to happen to this. Like, they're very clearly stating, like, let's make something happen to this. But I'm not going to say, be the one to say something should happen to this <laughs> piece of paper. And so, so and they're all in agreement. So then the kids walk in. They're like, hey, look at this piece of paper we found. And I'm like, well, why did that just happen? Like they just went out of their way of agreeing that they're never going to show. Uh, well, Kendall they were saying the second Kendall walked in, they're like, "Hey, look at this." Yeah, like, I think it's because they got caught, and whoever's holding the paper was just like, "Oh, look at this." Yeah, I think they just kind of froze. Uh, but I the thing guess is, oh so. yeah, that was that it, was surprising. Well, it was it was the problem is the paper showed that Kendall's name was either highlight uh, underlined or crossed out. It's hard to tell, and it leaves a lot of ambiguity as to who should take over. And so, so the way I read it yeah. was it was underlined and they all kind of, I agreed it was underlined except Shiv who kept trying to push that it was crossed out. Yeah. And then when you see it at the end, he clearly underlined the word Kindle and then his like, his scratch kind of goes upwards and that's why she thought yeah. she was trying to claim it was, it was crossed out, but really they just crossed out Roy. <laughs> so he wasn't, it was, I think it was, and, and, and but the, the VPs were like, but when did he write this? Like, yeah. Kendall's tried to sue him twice and take each other down twice since the time when he wrote this. So clearly this isn't his current desires, right? So, uh, yeah, it was, that's it was the a thing. weird and interesting show. Well, but that's, okay. so that's the reason that uh, Frank and Carl and Jerry were all kind of like, this is going to cause a lot of issues. Uh, Logan's mm-hmm. Logan stock, the stock price of Roystar already dipped a ton when Logan died. When the news came out that Logan died, if this thing, if this paper comes out and they have to dissect it forever, um, it causes even more issues. And they have a board meeting coming yeah. up, uh, like the following. I think it's the following day where they have to pick a new successor. And so if they've an got interim. this pay interim, interim yeah. An interim successor, and if they've got this piece of paper that causes more ambiguity, it could affect the stock price if there is infighting. And so, what they're all agreed on, whether it's the VP crew or the kids crew, is that they've got to they have to be aligned on who the interim is. Because if there's fighting seen, uh, seen at like the board meeting or it gets out, then stock could, plummet. Yeah, the stock could plummet even more because now there's no handle on the wheel. And so yes. they've kind of got to say, all right. It, the VPs, if they can't be one of them, who do they think they can 
kind of manipulate more and the kids are kind of figuring out who what they can do and then they bring in Stewie because they need Stewie and Sandy's votes to kind of secure their interim spot um, so now we're going to see that it's going to be Roman and Kendall kind of both manning the helm as the interims um, until a, a more solidified person can be chosen but Shiv is like doesn't really have a place there and she goes this is not we we said we're going to be aligned but it made sense that she couldn't be because yeah she's had no experience and and the little bomb we got too is that she's pregnant oh yeah Uh, that was the big bomb yeah Uh, she'd been spotting and she checks and they're like no no there's no problem it's it's all fine yeah and And uh, tom doesn't know and tom doesn't know yeah and uh and tom tom is is definitely in a place of <clears throat> like, does he have a future? <laughs> Which is really interesting. I mean, I love that Kendall says just after Tom like makes his little bid, to, <coughs> excuse me, to stay on and help Kendall as he does with every individual person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, here to serve you. he's like, he just stops. And he goes, "I like you, Tom. Good luck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, like you're clearly you clearly have no place here anymore. Uh, good well, day. Sir. Well, Frank <laughs> comes right out and says it. He says, "You're an interloper." Uh, it, it, you're an interloper here because the only connection you had was to a daughter, uh, you know, was to a wife that no longer loves you. And so you really don't have any place here. And just kind of, he's like, we just kind of been, uh, you know, dealing with you because we had to, and now we don't. And and, I mean, at least he didn't get the full ex-girlfriend treatment (laughs) of getting ushered out in the, behind the, uh, in the back stairs uh, because she's an embarrassment by his ex-wife. So the ex-wife, by the way, clearly making a power play to take over everything that was Roy's, uh, or sorry, I see Roy, I say Roy, uh, Logan's. Yeah. To take everything that was Logan's. Yeah, so, I think yeah, she's, she's got she's a hand to, in that as well. I, yeah, I, she, she knows she's got a will probably that says everything, says from before they broke up. Oh, yeah. It could be, yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of power yeah. plays here, and I think they're just going to end up tearing each other apart. And I, you know what could be is they all tear each other up, tear each other apart, and Connor and Willa end up moving out to some ranch yeah. and just living, yeah. living their version of love um, the rest of their lives well, and no, kind they, of being happy. Well, no, they bought Logan's building. Oh, that's right. Remember? That's right. Yeah, so they're going to live there for sixty-three there. million. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. Because all like Willa, like as soon as she finds out, oh, I want to open these doors, and like, I'm like, oh my god, it's a little soon. And I love that Willa stands up to uh, uh, Logan's ex-wife. She says something like, "Wow, look how far you've come!" Like because you used to be a hooker or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, well, we've got that in common, don't we?" Or something like, "Yeah, that. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Good for you. That yeah, was, yeah." Because she's uh, married like, now. Wow. She's in the family. So if she, I don't know what the prenup yeah. situation and was the ex with isn't. Connor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the ex, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like, wow, like she really stood up for herself there. And and, and I love that her, the best per character in the whole series so far has been Willa's mom because she's the only one who's just like, oh my god, money. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like running around the building, like taking measurements of the yeah. hallway and. The, furniture and they're like wow she's really found her way at home hasn't she yeah. <laughs> well and so here's another thing is steven root pops up as a character named ron petkiss who is yeah he was in last season oh was he? I, I didn't really remember yeah. him from last season 
Okay, yeah. well then, yeah, then maybe he won't be in it more. I don't remember him from last season. I just he was a political party donor. Yeah, he's uh, supposed to be, wait, like, I think, uh, conservative. From Madison. Kind of, yeah, like a Republican head. Yeah, because Logan was supporting Madison at the time. Yeah. Uh, demanding Madison do his bidding. <laughs> and uh, and Stephen Root was, like, the political pack organizer or yeah. for that. So that's why he, he popped up. Yeah, well, he was, like, now claiming that Kendall or Logan Roy was like part of their affiliation. But my God, this has been, I mean, for the final season, it's been really good. Um, the ratings kind of show it per episode. Uh, it started off. The first one was 8.8, then 9.1, uh, then 9.9 for Connor's wedding, which was the death of Logan. And then the most recent one was 9.3. Um, we have, uh, what is it? We have six episodes left. Not bad. The death of Logan was the best, one of the better episodes. I've yeah. Seen. I mean, the way they shot it was amazing. The whole like one shot that they did for like, I want to say it was like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Of it was a one. Did you catch that? that oh it, yeah. It was all filmed that way. Yeah. It was a. Uh, uh, I mean, like falling back down the stairs into the main party, back up the stairs into the room while they're grieving, and I was like, God, that is an unreal. I th- actually, I read something that said 27 minutes was a one-shot. That's crazy. So I think that's... Yeah. And dude, the acting. Unreal. I mean, all the that's acting from saying. Sarah like, Snook is, yeah. like, just killing... I mean, they've all done a really good job. Kieran Culkin, Jeremy Strong, the, the assembly. But, my God, Sarah Snook... How about Snook. Roman on the ground? Dealing oh, with I know. With all those complicated situations. Yeah. And, the fact and that Jerry. Not, yeah. And that, and that not one of the three forgives him as he's dying and hears him. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, they're all like, we, we, we get, I mean, I don't forgive you, but we understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, God, what a fitting way for him to die hearing this kid say like, yeah, I don't forgive you. When you, and you, I mean, it just continues how much, like you thought Logan was a terrible person, but in the one where he dies, where it's like, oh yeah, when yeah. Connor's mom went off to the, the, you know, the insane asylum or whatever you want to call it. Uh, loony cake. Yeah. yeah the, the loony cake. Yeah. It's like, my God, what a, what a horrendous person. But yeah, this has been fantastic. I think that's the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just say I think that's the first time you hear him admit that he physically abused uh, Roman. Roman. Yeah, they've implied it, but I don't think they flat out said it till last episode. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, and he said something about when Dad used to beat the shit out of you, and you're like, yeah, Oof. yeah, God, it's so messed Crazy up. Crazy show. Um, yeah, so good though. All right, let's move on because we could do that. Yeah, so, let's... did you watch One Day as a Lion? I did. All I did. right, yeah. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's Amazon. You yeah. can buy it on for like seven bucks. Um, That's a correct reaction. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you've got a Sunday to kill and you have literally nothing else, there's it has moments. Um, I thought Scott Kahn actually did a really good job acting. I don't understand why he his really shirt hat had to be open so much of it. That's Scott Kahn. That's, yeah. That's a James Kahn thing, too. That's, yeah. They'll, they'll never not have their shirt open. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they always walk. They both walk with a false confidence, with their chest th- uh, six feet yeah, in front they of their have bodies. the same build. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he looks so much like his dad in this one. Um, oh, it's it's freaking. Yeah. Frank Grillo oh, yeah. plays an exaggerated version of Frank Grillo. Um, God, he's even bigger. He's jacked. Yeah, <laughs> he's even bigger and more cut in this movie than he was in a movie in a series where he's a fighter. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> or, or he's a supervillain, uh, Crossbones in a Marvel movie. I yeah. thought it was in their contract that you can only be that big in, like, superhero movies. Nope, that's just how Grillo rolls. Um, J.K. Simmons is great as always in the few scenes he's in. Virginia Madsen is awesome in the few scenes she's in. Taryn Manning just shows up, 
kills it and goes about her goes about her way. She's so good. She really does. She's fantastic. I've never seen this guy, George Carroll. He's the one that played Dom. I liked him. I thought you he know, was he, good at it. Yeah, he was really good in playing the submissive to Frank Grillo, but like throwing some comments here and there to kind of stand up for himself. But yeah. then when he got out into the world, you're like, oh, he's 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 a little smarter than you think. He's actually been he's around kind of a while. So remember, did you ever see The Town? Like it was the four guys. It was uh, Jeremy yeah. Renner. Yeah, he was kind of the chubby guy in that. I did not recognize that he was that. He was good in that. I didn't either. Yeah, He's in Gone Baby Gone. So he must, maybe he knows the the Afflecks or something. Affleck, Killing yeah. him softly. Um, I mean, he's in things here and there. Some of it's not the biggest, but I, yeah, I thought he did a good job. I would, I'd like to see more of that guy. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, that about some, oh, the Marianne Rendon was good. The story was just kind of interesting. So the, the summary is Jackie Powers will stop at nothing to prevent his son from following him into a life of crime. With his mob and employer in pursuit, a chance encounter at a roadside diner charts a new path. So basically, Scott Collins' kid uh, is going to jail. He's in jail, needs a lawyer, needs to get basically kind of like bailed out, but it's different for juveniles. And He's he, too soft for prison. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, basically. And Scott Collins not really a, a gangster or a thug or anything. He's just kind of a, a screw up. Like everything he does, he just kind of screws it up. But he needs money to get to pay for a lawyer and get his kid out. And Frank Grillo, who's a gangster, says, "All right, I'll do it. You got to go um, scare J.K. J.K. Simmons." And I think Scott Conner understood as maybe he's supposed to kill him. I don't know. But he goes there. He's very, uh, very unconvincing as a scary guy. J.K. Simmons pulls out a gun and he's like, "Why don't you get going?" Because J.K. Simmons owes a hundred grand to Frank Grillo. J.K. Simmons is very wealthy, and he's kind of... This all takes place in Oklahoma. He's kind of yeah. the Billy Badass of that area. Frank Grillo is out in Oklahoma, kind of like a... Uh, uh, what was that? King of... Uh, Shark? King of Tulsa? Oh, yeah. Kind of, Tulsa. kind of that situation. He doesn't want to be there. And so they're trying to figure these things out. J.K. Uh, Scott Kahn's character just keeps getting more in trouble. Meets Marianne Rindon, who is the waitress takes her hostage because she's a witness to him killing a chef a cook in the place then it turns out she's rich virginia manson's her mom so they're gonna get she money from to the her. black widow yeah the black <laughs> widow it, it was a it, like it felt like for as convoluted as the story kind of was it felt like it was very rushed like all of a sudden they're like they're both broken people scott con and marion rindon but they came together in a romantic way very quickly yeah, that, that part was rushed. I was going to say, I, I thought they did a really good job pacing with all the different storylines, but yeah, the part with like saying I love you after 38 hours was weird, but um, I think they were just trying to establish how incredibly broken these people were. Yeah, which they um, did. Um, they felt very broken. Yeah, and he they could have they could have done without saying the words I love you. Like, yeah. he, like he says something to her, like into her mom, played Virginia Madison uh, very well. Uh, where he's like, you're the most interesting. She, she's the most interesting woman I've ever met, and I want to spend a lot more time with her. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Exactly. That's what you say. That's that's believable. It sounds like it's from the heart. Like that's perfect. And you think she would really take a lot from that because she's a creative type. And he says she's the most interesting. I'm like, perfect writing. He's like, and I love her. And I'm like, damn Why? it, unnecessary. <laughs> it was me. already implied. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I liked the character of Jackie Powers because. 
like he wasn't a bad guy. He was in a bad situation for love of his son, and he was straight up kind of with everybody. Like he was very straight up with with Marianne Rendon. With her name is Lola. He was up, up front with her. Up front with. Virginia Madsen as much as possible. He's just trying to get this thing done. So he doesn't have time to kind of screw around. So he's very upfront about everything. But yeah, there are parts that were just like, ooh, that seemed rush. Or at the very end, it's like, oh, well, I guess we're done. Like, I can't, like, we were just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And the credits were all like, oh, all right. Yeah, that was, I agree. That The ending was off. Yeah. <laughs> they should have showed him. I mean, they could have done anything, too. They could have been like, even just a line of dialogue might have fixed it, where it's like, should we head off to the airport? Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, you know, something something where they're like, this is, we're here now. We just got out of this problem. Let's move on to this next phase of our lives. Like, yeah. something to show we're moving forward. And literally, could have been a sign that said, airport this way, and they turn right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could have been anything to show you we're moving that direction that, with our lives now. And... They just chose not to. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because so much of it was done really well that it's like, the and the love parts are so bad that it was like, oh, you've never been in love, have you? <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Have you been banging groupies or since you became, since you were a tweeter and yeah. you don't know what a real, what a real relationship is? Is that what this is? Because that just might be all it is. <laughs> because... I love the part with the uh, uh, where he, where he plays where he fakes being the lawyer. She's faking being the mom. Like it's like it oh, all yeah. works really well. Yeah, like that all really hit home and hit well. And their and their desperation for money, uh, you know the things he does does in the diner. Like all these things hit really well. Even J.K. Simmons fighting Grillo's characters who are like fighting over machismo basically <laughs> only. And uh, just all of it really fit, hit. It's just those dang love scene parts where it's like, what's wrong with saying, like, I have a strong connection with you. Let's take this. Let's see where this goes versus my name's so-and-so. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I will die for you from here on out. Like, whoa, whoa oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it did, you save, always... did you save Morgan Freeman's life during the Crusades? Or yeah. Why did, why, <laughs> it was always <laughs> either a shade over, uh, not always, but it, yeah, it would go a shade over or a shade under where it needed to be. And like, I don't know what else Scott Kahn has wrote, written. If this is the first thing he's written, I'm like, you know what? This is a great starting point. There's a, you know, there's a lot of, um, kind of work to be done it needs a it needs a shine it probably needed a few pat yeah. yeah it needs a polish it needs a few passovers could have been the director john schwab but with scott Kahn, who was the writer and starring in it i'm feeling like he didn't just give a you know he had he had a say in this thing like no no no, no. i'm gonna fight my underwear like why you look you, you, you look unhealthy man i i understand like you're super cut and want to show it off and i get that but it looks unhealthy <laughs> But yeah, you yeah, want to do his shirt off. I know people like the dog problem. I remember when he did that, and I actually heard people say good things about it. And they had a good cast. It's got Giovanni Ribisi, Lynn Collins, who went on to be pretty big. Um, Kevin Corrigan, everybody knows, but he's more of a comedian. Well, yeah, Minister Savaris. Kevin Corrigan, Shahi. I would say no. Kevin Corrigan's done some deep stuff. Yeah, he was in stuff. Fringe, and he's done. Yeah. No, I'm saying everybody knows him. Yeah. He, oh, okay. He did well, and. Jennifer Carpenter went on to do Dexter, and yeah, just a, just a lot of people. What was this in called? That, in movie, uh, it's called The Dog Problem. It came out a long time ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. Two thousand six. Um, 
but yeah, I remember I remember people saying good things about it, and he wrote it. I don't think he directed it. Let me see. Yeah, he wrote and directed. Oh no, it. he did. He did. This is the only thing he's directed. He got so a six he's written four movies. Uh, he's only directed one. Okay. Um, and, no, sorry, two, two. Uh, the other got a five point nine <laughs> called Dallas three sixty two. Uh, and it's got Jeff Goldblum and then Sean Hitosi, Kelly Lynch, and Heavy D. Heavy D's he, in it. I mean, he gets some cast. Lynn Collins, Giovanni Brisi, Kevin Isla Corrigan, Fitchin. Mina Savari, Sarah Shahi, Tito Ortiz. I mean, he can be a tough guy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and this one, the, so this got a, the, the dog problem got a 6.2, which is a 7.2 in the real world. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad, actually. No. And that's, One Day yeah. as a Lion got a 5.3, which is a 6.3. I mean, I think I'd give it a six point seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I wouldn't yeah, triple yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, like if you want to like kind of argue around that area, I'm fine with you. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not sold on. Oh no, it's it is this. Like it, it it, and I could see a few people liking it different. One of the things I took away with it was Scott Conn actually did the best acting when he's not talking. Like he was kind of conveying a lot of stuff, not you know, talking. He's yeah, he he's always been better than people think. Yeah, in my opinion. In my opinion, I mean, he can definitely go over the top. When oh he's directed yeah, to do so when he's direct, but it feels like he's directed to do so. Yeah, like, you know, and and I, yeah, I've always thought like he he has a presence for sure. Mm -hmm. He has those funny con mannerisms and stuff, you know, oh, yeah. and does a pretty good job. He can be a tough guy, but he can also make fun of himself not being that tough. Yeah. Like he, I just, I feel like he's got a lot of things going right. He just kind of like his writing. It just needs a little polish. Yeah. <laughs> it just needs, just needs a little something. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like whatever. he just needs to be, yeah. Like it, it I feel like he needs to, they just gotta find the right things for him. He's also tiny. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's. I we looked it up. He's, he's so he's tiny. Five five. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. I was gonna say. Uh, fun fact: uh, the the lead that's so so much taller than him in that show is uh, five seven. But yeah. Oh, the uh, girl. I, I thought the same thing. Maria. Yeah, I was joking. Uh -oh. I was just like, yeah, that was. She, by the way, she did a pretty good job. She, I, I thought she did a good. Oh, especially like she's supposed to be an actress, and the parts where she's like bringing her acting, acting, you know, the skills of acting. The monologues yeah. were dynamite. The one in which she's in court and pretending to the mom to be the mom and just making stuff up. Oh yeah, and then and the point where she starts to go too far and they kind of cough and get her and she rains. Yeah, it funny. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, my in my acting school didn't didn't go over. Your acting school in Costa Rica didn't work out. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, really I feel like I feel like they should have taken this, taken the script mm -hmm. and had like. Uh, I don't know, man, pay a little bit extra money to have someone do a once-over and kind of fix up some things. Because I felt like this could have been, like, a really... I feel like this could have been a solid eight. It, But, like, it needed yeah. another... It needed another, like, draft or two. Yeah. I mean, he writes... I, I, I'll, This is where I'll give him credit. He writes the everyman person and, like, the smaller characters really well. Yep. Like, he does a good job. Like, I mean, that, that ridiculous lawyer... Uh, even oh, I even know. smallest bit, the prison guard scene, where, where she walks in and like, and then uh, you know he tells her what to do. She walks off, and immediately he's on the phone. He's like, "This chick was a babe. Her name was." Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's just such a thing a normal dude would do. Like, uh, yeah, just walked in. Uh, never, you know, so, it was just really funny. By the way, yeah. uh, I think that might be the uh, guy that started House of Pain that did the song "Jump Around" because he's cast as prison guard McDougal. 
and uh, that's oh, Danny Boy O'Connor. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, what was his name? God. Uh, why do you forge things in blues? What, was no, the, that's a different guy. Everlast. Everlast. Oh, that was okay. a different guy. There was like three guys in that. That was a different one. Okay. Yeah, but okay, gotcha. Billy Blair plays Kenny Walsh, who talks to himself there first. Yeah, it's this was a it's such a conflicting movie because they're the characters were <laughs> they were they were good like they were you understood the characters pretty quickly. Um, some of them were a little bit over the top, uh, but overall, yeah, I. I wanted to like it more. God, uh, Taryn Manning is so good. Like she, she just so com- She just seems so comfortable in her roles. Yeah, yeah. As a crackhead, usually. Or- yeah, it's <laughs> yes, us- yes, yeah, it's usually <laughs> it's like not the best person. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's never. It's, yeah, it's never anybody that's got their shit together. Um, but, are, uh, all yeah, right, I, I got one for you. I want to try to guess. I think this one might be a tougher one for you. All right, two numbers. Here we go. Fifty-six, sixty-seven. Oof. Oof. For those who don't know, this is Rotten Tomatoes uh, for the critics and audience score. I think this is going to be a tough one for you. Oof, that is the first really tough one. Yeah. Because um, I could see either. Ooh. I could see it going either way. Mm, I don't know. I'm just, critics fifty nine. I don't know. Uh, no, it, critics sixty seven. Critics actually liked a lot more. Okay. Audience fifty six. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was some good acting in it. It's there almost were... like they're throwing James Conn's son about. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But let's move on. Yeah, because this one was such right, a conflicting sh- uh, movie. Uh, it, was. So, it was. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, the next is the show that you and I started. We blew through it. The Big Door Prize. It's on Apple TV. Yeah. Um, there's five episodes. Of, I think there's a sixth one just came out. Yeah, one came out today. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. So... It's about the residents of a small town called Deerfield, which one day discover a magical destiny-predicting machine in their grocery store called Morpho. And it's you go in, you put in a coin, you put in your social security number and your fingerprints, and it tells you what your potential in life is. Um, and it's throwing people all off, some for the better, some for the worse, some just, it's just messing with their head. And um, it's good. Mm-hmm. The cast is good. Um, Juliet Amara plays Trina, the daughter. I thought she's done a good job. Um, who My wife is killing it. Yeah, she uh, is. I really, she's doing all that heavy lifting, and she's she's doing a really good job. The, the character is uh, getting kind of nuts with her. I kind of understand why. But well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her her, her her mom is nuts, oh, her and, mom her, is and the fact that very nuts. She she's in this totally normal and perfectly fine family unit uh but you see that she she you know she traveled before she got married to europe uh you know studied abroad and all this stuff and and now she finds out that her that her destiny is royalty her potential her potential guy, her potential potential is royalty yeah sorry potential is royalty and she's with a guy who doesn't like to do anything whatsoever adventurous <laughs> yeah uh so how she can live up to that potential with this family that won't go anywhere yeah i don't so want to tell uh, you what everyone got if you haven't seen the show it's a good show but uh, yeah her husband's chris o'dowd who's a teacher at the local school he seems to be a good teacher um gabrielle dennis is the name of the mm-hmm. actress um who plays Cass, his wife and then trina's their daughter Sammy Forless mm-hmm. plays Jacob, who, I don't know how you describe him. He's kind of, there's not really, I mean, Chris O'Dowd, I guess, is the main character, but there's not really, really a main character. There's all these different it's storylines. It's kind of following, the, it's kind of following the whole town. Yeah. And 
it, it follows the, the lives of these people in this small town. Each episode is named after a new character and follows one character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, inter, it intertwines everybody together. And you're right. Chris O'Dowd kind of is the central focus, especially his family specifically. Yeah. I would say is the central focus and then the people as they relate to that family. But um, it's weird and quirky, but really good. Yeah. I, it is, it's by no means similar to Severance in plot story blah 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 but like there's like a, it's like there's like a sister feel to it to me where it's like this crazy is it is it sci-fi is it not sci-fi is this something magical is this something really basic and we're being tricked like what's going on with all this and how's this all going to kind of yeah come to a close and and it's uh i just think it's been really fantastic and and unexpected so I, i'm i'm a, i'm just along for the ride now and like i'm cool wherever we go with it yeah so, i've so i've far. really liked recently damon gupton as father ruben whose story is very interesting yeah. i thought his story was very compelling yeah. um, i also like who's starting to become kind of a favorite i think of ours josh Sagara, who plays giorgio yeah, who's yeah, so ridiculous not. and over the top giorgio um, yeah, Orgio, yeah. Uh, he was also in uh, She-Hulk in, like, little parts, but he's kind of, like, he's so ridiculous, but he's also kind of great. And so I, I want to see him, I'd like to see him in a more serious role, I think, just because, but, I mean, even as a I funny guy, apparently he was so... Prometheus in Arrow. I quit watching it that far into it. Anybody, yeah, don't watch that. No. Um, anybody, I'm telling you, anyone who likes comedy, you owe it to yourself to watch Sirens. It is so god dang great. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, now I'm going to overdo it, but you know what I mean? It was, for what it was, it was like a TNT show or something weird like that. It was on USA. USA. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just these 20-minute episodes. I mean, they're hilarious. But this guy, Kevin Bigley, uh, who you'll know for some random things uh, here and there, I'm trying to think the most the biggest thing he's done would be Upload. He's the main character's oh, best friend. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, in the town. Yeah, him and Michael Mosley, who you've known from a hundred things yeah. in small parts. Ozark is a big one, uh, but they're they're hilarious. And Josh Segarra plays the uh, the police partner of his girlfriend Jessica McNamee, and uh, he, he's just this big, dumb, hilarious Italian with apparently this horse penis <laughs> but it, but he doesn't even know that's a good thing or that he has one <laughs> so it's just so funny because all the girls are nuts of him he's like why i wonder i don't know everyone thinks i'm funny <laughs> like his jokes aren't funny yeah <laughs> it's just great yeah if you ever get a chance you should he is he steals that series yeah uh, i'm like yeah, yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm go glad he's having a good career it got canceled after 22 episodes i think it's like 23 episodes <laughs> but yeah, two seasons. oh and i like bill nunn you, bill nunn is good USA wasn't the place for that uh, that show. Uh, that it was just a bad placement on that network. But uh, yeah, man. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm loving the show. I'm definitely going to keep watching more. I'm, yeah. I'm ahead of you, so I don't want to tell you yeah, uh, the other things that happened. But there's some good things coming up here. Yeah, that you're gonna you're gonna I'm laugh intrigued. about. Oh, and big part. I mean, well, big part, small part, but one of our, one of our favorites is Mary Holland is in it as kind of. Uh, oh yeah, delightful. Yeah, as Cass is like kind of sycophantic best friend. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> that's a great way to put it yeah and i mean anything with mary holland immediately is better so oh well you saw the hawaii episode no i've not seen the hawaii episode uh you, you saw the last week's right you said where they go to the 
to the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they go to the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and they meet the, that guy and uh, the photographer and his girlfriend Hawaii. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I did. I guess I did see the Hawaii episode. I just didn't you think of a title see. like that. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty God, interesting. That was funny. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. The fact that she's like, "All right, I guess let's go for this." He's like, "Yeah, let's go for this." Like they're both like, "It was like a I'm game cool, of chicken." But you, but, but you got to say you're cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were trying that to out so crazy funny. each other. Yeah, no, solid yeah. show. Um, it, so far it's got a six point four on IMDb, which is a seven point four, which I feel is a little low on this. Um, it's just so. But the thing is, this is not going to be. It's just so different, which I appreciate. You don't get that a lot. And IMDb looks like it has way worse ratings on um rotten tomatoes all right i got two for you I, I'm, I'm not gonna well i don't want to i don't want to guess it till it till the season's over that's fair that's fair uh, because i want to see how people like it as a season okay uh before they yeah that's fair because these individual episodes are just they're a mystery like the, yeah they, it, it could end horribly like if we've talked about this before but so many of these shows not so many but a few of these shows if the ending doesn't land then the whole series was wasted time that's true that's true (laughs) but if it ends well then this was brilliant yeah so yeah uh let's move on to the next thing which is also on apple tv the last thing he told me so i haven't seen this looks like it's a seven episode mini series um a woman forms an unexpected relationship with her 16 year old stepdaughter while searching for the truth about why her husband has mysteriously disappeared uh it is created by lord dave and josh singer it stars Jennifer Garner, uh, Nicolas, Costa Waldo, uh, and Gory <laughs> and Rice. Andrew Rice. Well, yeah. I told you, like, that's one of the people I would buy stock in. Like, she's been in a few things, yes. and she's getting better and better. And I used to Tyler, who is always fantastic. Yeah, and you know oh, what? Jeff she Stoltz. I like Jeff Stoltz. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a good cast in this. Uh, and it's funny. I had zero intention of watching this. I mean, zero. I, I think jennifer garner's probably got to be one of the best human beings in real life in person <laughs> like I've, i heard uh uh a long podcast with her and and uh irish hilarious irish dude um chris O'Dell? In good omens this in good omens uh michael sheen plays doctor who. oh no, David played doctor who yes thank you <clears throat> uh is he scottish i don't know i have no uh, idea yeah, he has his own podcast, David Tennant podcast, which is worth listening to just because of the accent. Yeah. But uh, the one with her, just hilarious. I've just heard drinking vodka on the couch with him. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she seems like the best. But but a lot of her movies and shows, I mean, they just don't land, you know? And so I was like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to watch this. And uh, Apple bombarded me with <laughs> marketing so dang much that finally one day when I was bored TV, uh, bored, bored about the wife, we're like, fine. <laughs> I'll watch the pilot. Fine. You know what? Marketing works. <laughs> and uh, Netflix should learn from that. And uh, and so I, yeah, I ended up watching, we ended up watching starting the pilot. And I was like, oh, we'll give it a shot. And it was really good. And uh, there was two episodes, I think they dropped together. So we watched both episodes and it was solid. And uh, and so we're yeah we're looking forward to watching the new one on Friday. Okay. Uh, so I'll let you know how it goes. But so far, I mean, and, and again, kind of like with Big Door or whatever, Big Door Prize, it's a mystery. So it all kind of depends on how it lands. But so far, the ride has been pretty solid. So yeah, uh, yeah all right, not bad. Oh uh, yeah, I'll give that a shot. Yeah, acting's I'm... good. The storyline's good. On uh, uh, Gory, did you say on Gory? On Gory Rice. Yeah, I think that's how you, you <clears throat> say it. 
Yeah, she's she's been as solid as you would expect. Yeah, so, yeah. she's well. So you might know her from she's Betty and uh, Spider-Man oh, so movies, things. and then the nice guys. The nice guys. She plays Holly, who she. I mean, she, I mean, the kid had to be like fourteen and was great in that. Uh, Mayor of year. Easttown. Um, yeah, she's been in a few things, and she every time she shows up, she she oh, does right, a great Mayor job. Mayor of Easttown. She had a, she had like a buzz cut. <laughs> I forgot that was her. Uh, okay, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Good for her. Yeah, she's got a heck of a little career going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. I, I am not all the way through this. I think you blew through it. I've seen, I think, three episodes. But I think I've only seen two. But it's Beef, which has been a huge yeah. hit lately. Um, and it's different than anything I've ever seen. So it stars Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong. It's created by Lee Soong Jin. Uh, it's two people that a road rage incident burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thought and action. Uh, clearly, each one is going through some r- serious pressure and mental anguish, um, and the people are not right to begin with. But it's Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong who is just Ali Wong is a rich um, business owner who, and Stephen Yoon is someone who kind of costs his family their motel, and he's trying to do right by his family. He's a contractor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's gone on the poor, you know, on the, the poor end. And it's these two just kind of battling. And it's been. Well, and he's, he's dealing with all the expectations of. Yes. Uh, of an Asian man. Yeah. Uh, that's the firstborn of having to take care of his brother, but also get a home and everything for his aging fa- parents and, and all these things that are they're weighing on his shoulders. And, uh, and it's obviously extremely stressful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, I'll say this much because I don't want to give anything away to you. I don't want to give anything away to the audience. But uh, I just pulled up. I pulled up the old Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to turn this around on you, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I've only seen two yeah. episodes. Okay. Well, then I'll just say this to make you to, to encourage you to watch the rest. <laughs> guess what the critics gave this show with with over a thousand critic votes. Well, you can't just say guess. <laughs> you got to give give me some numbers, and I'll <laughs> okay. guess like critic. All, all right. All right. You, you have turned this game Eight. upside down. 87 and 98. Oh, I was like 98 for the critics, 87 for the audience. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, 98. <laughs> that is, well, that's hefty. I mean, <laughs> I can I see the potential in it. Ooh, Andrew, Andrew Santino's going to be in it for a while. Maria Bello's in it. Yes, a he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, keep looking. Don't, don't surprise yourself. Surprise okay. Yourself. Yeah. But, no, Ali Wong and Stephen Yoon have been, I mean, I always knew Stephen Yoon was a good a really good actor. Ali Wong, I'd heard good yeah. things. I'd seen some of her comedy. It was pretty funny. But I never really thought of... I'd never seen a lot of her acting stuff. She is dynamite. Uh, I also well, like... I didn't, I didn't have hope for her, really, to be totally honest with you, because I, I did see her stand-up again recently. So first I saw her in a, in a comedy, and it was supposed to be a little bit slapsticky, And then... Uh, and it was, it was funny. And I didn't see all of it. I just saw a portion of it. But then I saw her stand-up, and she's like really over the top. Oh yeah, as a stand-up person. Oh, I've seen she's bits like, and pieces. Kind of screaming, growling, talking Ooh, about her vagina really big, and yeah. just like like really over the top mannerisms and 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 like you know what I mean. And uh, so I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then yeah, I watched the show and I was like, well, dang, she did a really, really, really great job. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely watch it, but I don't want to say anything else on it because I, I don't want to spoil it yet. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Uh, I wanted to see Always Be My Maybe with her. 
Um, that's the one I saw. Oh, it was, oh, and it wasn't very Part, good. Parts of. Yeah. yeah. Just, no, no, no. It was okay. I, I didn't see the whole movie. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm saying. I just saw parts of it, but the parts were kind of supposed to be a little slapsticky. So it was like, you know what I mean? I, I didn't. It, it wasn't enough that I was like, oh, you know what would be great for in a serious role? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's uh, got a yeah. great cast, and I, uh, we love us some Randall Park. Yeah, and who doesn't love some Keanu Reeves? Right, so, yeah. Uh, well, it's got a lot of people. Yeah, Keanu <laughs> Reeves is in it as himself, Daniel Day Kim, Karen Sony, Charlene Yee, Casey Wilson. Like, there's, it's got a good, it's got a good yeah, cast. Ke- but the best part is Keanu. Yeah, he plays himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ali Wong's trying to make Randall Park jealous, and uh, and uh, she starts dating Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, yeah, yeah, that got a six point eight. So seven point eight. Really, that might be worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably give that a shot now that I've seen this and I really liked it. So yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I w- we will try and catch up on that. The thing is, like, it's I want to binge it, but it's also like I need a second to kind of like decompress after these because it's very anxiety inducing. It. it is, man. It is. Yeah, they do a good job of keeping the tension high. Yeah, in this show. But uh, all right, all right. Well, let's talk about the the big one, the finale, man. Yes. Ironically, a premiere. Yeah. So, Barry, the final season, we got the first two episodes that came out. And uh, basically, I mean, uh, Bill Hader writes, directs, produces, caters. Um, I think he's part yeah, of transportation. Sure yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so good. So, we got the first episode, Yikes, which shows Barry's now in jail and he's dealing with his past in prison while finding Fuchs with him. Sally returns home. Gene has a spark of new fame after his help with capturing Barry. Um, yeah, basically Barry's trying to deal with all the things inside with being in jail and like just kind of, kind of doing a self evaluation, but it's mostly pretty brutal. I mean, he has murdered a lot of people. He killed cops and stuff. Um, Fuchs is in there trying to survive. So he's going to the FBI. Look, I will wear a wire and get him, but you got to set me up with a new life. And then he, of course, he, as Fuchs does, uh, he finds out that Barry's like apologetic to Fuchs, and so Fuchs like, "Hey, man, we're get to do this together." So he turns on him, and uh, Sally uh, in the finale. So we watched the finale of season three before we started these two, which I'm glad I did because I forgot a bunch of stuff. But yeah, Sally had flown home and kind of ditched Barry when she thought it was just he had taken care of the body that she had killed the guy when they someone came the biker came to attack him, and she just ditched him went to Missouri. And then when she lands, she finds out Barry was a, you know, this murderer and killed Cousineau's girlfriend, who was a cop. And so, as Sally does, makes things about her. But you see her family. Her mom was a very cold and hurtful person. Her dad seemed very nice. But you see, like, well, that's why Sally is the way she is. Tries to go back to L.A. to try to get anything. And she's kind of untouchable now. Um, Robert Wisdom's character, Jim Moss... Still doesn't, he seems still very suspicious of Kusuno because Kusuno is kind of using this as, uh, generate, using it to generate fame and notoriety. And Robert Wisdom knows all because he's a genius in this. Uh, and doesn't trust Kusuno because Kusuno is kind of, he's still shady. Like, I think he loved the, his girlfriend very much and obviously wasn't involved in the killing of her. But now he's using yeah. it. You know, he he sets up this elaborate thing with um, yeah, Patrick yeah. Fischler's uh, uh, Lon O'Neill, who's a writer for Variety, and he tries to set up this long kind of scavenger <laughs> hunt, all these letters, scavenger hunt. yeah, to give yeah. intrigue. And he ends up catching him at the second letter. He's in his hands. There was about like five to seven <laughs> letters. 
He's like, wow, yeah. you're fast. Um, you drive like a pet at hell. And, though, and so he goes, and so he gives him the last one. He goes, meet me here. And he goes, I can only tell it the way I know how. And gives him this long uh, one-act play of the whole story, yeah. which is very overblown. Makes him seem like this huge, you know, Clint Eastwood badass. Yeah. And, yeah. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what what gets published in Variety after this. Um, God, what else? What else? Oh, no, ho Hank? That's not thrilled. What happened? The dad's not super thrilled either. No, yeah, Robert Wisdom loved me some Robert Wisdom. Yeah, he's kind of. I think he's kind of suspicious of who's a no. Um, the other story is Noho Hank and Cristobal. So they moved out to the southwest. I think. I think they're in like Arizona or New Mexico. And they're they, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, they're renting a house, and they find out that you can't get sand out there because all the sand in the desert is <laughs> worthless. What a great storyline. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to start importing sand like they would drugs, but first they have to unite the Chinese and the Guatemalan gangs because they're at war. So they take them to, what is, which is the title the of the ep- place on earth. The bestest place on earth, the title of <laughs> the second episode. And yeah. they're like, we'll go there, and they ta- they're at Dave and Buster's, and the Dave, scene... The Dave and the Buster's. Yes, and the scene where they're explaining things to each other, they keep walking around the table, and it's like, the, that scene was so <laughs> great. And then all of a sudden, it the waitress was. pops up. Can I get you guys? Oh, just some, some jalapeno poppers for the table. <laughs> and Noah Hank realizes he and his partner are about to cross during the circle, so he starts running the other direction. Yeah. Like, oh, get out of frame. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. That, yeah. That and then giving their big speech in their private room, and, it, and then the guy like uh, uh, interrupts uh, and walks in, and he goes, "We've got this room for one more hour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing! It's so excellent. Uh, yeah, the, the Noho Hank. I mean, I know we've said this every time, but he steals it, and uh, Cristobal yeah. uh, is is equally as great now. Like he's yeah. That character and that actor had to really nail it to be able to compete with Noho Hank for screen time, and he's doing a great job. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see how this all goes. But as we saw from the very last second, uh, he goes, Noho Hank goes from dealing with this tumultuousness where he felt like he had to save Barry mm-hmm. from prison, who was his body. <laughs> is his body. He only, yeah. he only has a few bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Cristobal has no body. No, he has uh, no bodies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he wants to go save his body. And, uh, um, yeah, he's, he's really having a hard time with the fact that he doesn't have the, the ability to get it done. So he's going to, so he decides to take a second to hijack this, this bringing back together of the Chechnyans and the Guatemalans to try to use them to help the Chinese and the Guatemalans. Be the manpower to help. Yeah. The what? The Chinese and the Guatemalans. Chinese and the Guatemalans, and and uh, yeah, and and uh, um, and break Barry out, and then at the end you find out that Barry's going to actually turn on everybody else, mm-hmm. and uh, and favor Fuchs, and so they're like, turns out he just goes, turns out we got to kill Barry, yeah, and they're like, oh man, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, didn't see that coming, yeah, and, well, and what's, I mean, go ahead, go ahead, well, uh, there's no way Barry ends up living through this. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he can either. But what's interesting is Barry's like, yeah, I will give you. I was working for international uh, cartels, and I'll give you all the names. But you need to find a new life for me and one other person. The thing is, is the one other person Sally, who when she shows up to the jail, he's like, I, I would never hurt you. Like he's still crazy. He loves her, and he still imagines a life together. Like you see where he's like dancing. They're dancing at their kids' wedding in the you know in the future, and they're old. 
Or is it for Fuchs, who he feels bad being in prison? Yeah. So it's interesting. That's a really great And will Fuchs mess it up? Because now Fuchs' deal is gone because Barry's offered to to be an informant. Yeah, and he's he's paranoid. You know, Mm -hmm. it... <clears throat> lack of communication is the seri- the theme of the series. <laughs> yeah. It's always a lack of communication that causes all the problems. And and it's interesting you say that because I guess I didn't even dawn on me that it could be the wife or, or Sally or whatever the girlfriend Sally. Yeah. Thank you. Um, because I thought it was a really good moment when Fuchs apologizes to Barry. Um, mm-hmm. Like it felt like Barry did forgive him in that moment. And it felt like Fuchs finally bared his soul and was like, look, I was the one who's wrong. I used you. I need, you know, and, and all of this is because of me and I'm so, so sorry. And uh, I was just je- basically jealous of you leaving and, and outgrowing me. And I was like, God, that's, that's a well done uh, apology in a, in a prison. And, but Barry could very well think he's just doing it to save his skin in prison. So uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes and, and, and what happens of it. But uh, I just I don't think it ends well for Barry. <laughs> yeah. I just hope he dies for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a terrible person, really. Like, they're all really yeah, messed up. Yeah, like none of them are really that great. I, I just kind of want Crystal Ball and um, NoHo Hank to just kind of like ride off into the sunset, which I'm worried they won't. What What if What if the two people he's setting up a future for are NoHo Hank and Crystal Ball? Oh, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, me either. Because he really, me he but doesn't like, he hasn't liked second. NoHo Hank the entire time. It would be a weird turn if he did now. Did he not? Well, the whole he time he's like, like, leave me alone. I don't like you. And Barry, and uh, Hank was like, uh, he thought they were best friends. He's like, oh, we're like best friends. And he's like, no, he didn't like them. The, yeah, the whole first season like, he doesn't like them. It was the first season, but like the uh, last season, like he even comes to his house begging him for something he's like you're my only friend i need your help like can you give me some work or something Which that's because he, he was but... desperate yeah 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 you could be right yeah i mean maybe i don't Fair see enough. them as friends yeah i think i think noho hank sees them as best friends but i don't think it's uh well, remind me remind me that 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 stress attack that noho Hank's happening Remembering that scene where he was uh, he was tortured and that was it a bear or a lion breaks in? Yeah, a lion, season? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did did Barry save him there? I'm trying to remember what happened there. No, he ended up. God, who got him did out? He get himself out. I think he got. I think he got himself out because they were at Cristobal's house because they had kidnapped him and put him in yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. And when he gets out, he he gets one of the assault rifles from one of the guards, and. Cristobal is being, uh, he's in a chair with electrodes. Oh, he's being tortured. Yeah, he's yeah. being tortured by his wife who's got, like, this uh, uh, good-looking guy in a Speedo dancing around, and they electrocute him to try and, like, <laughs> zap the gateway, which is it, always yeah, a dark scene. Yeah, they're trying scene. to make him get a hard-on. Yeah, it's a dark <laughs> scene. And then he just, yeah. yeah, he comes in and takes care of them both. But, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, great opening. Great first couple episodes. Really yes. glad they dropped two episodes and not just one. Uh I just always think that's better for a series. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see how this, this series ends. It's a it's a powerhouse of a series, man. It is. It's, it it it's really so good. is. Yeah. Um, we will try to have for you tomorrow coming attractions, of which we have a ton of, and then news or trailer, of which we have a ton of. So 
Uh, we will be back with that. Oh, man, it feels so good to be back in the swing of things. But uh, yeah, more to come. And until that time, catchphrase. Witty retort.